Moving from YouTube videos shot in his mom's basement, now establishing Morelli Fit, Detox Organics, and many more brands. And his social media accounts have over 4 million followers. His companies have helped to change the lives of over half a million people worldwide. And he plays an active role in every single company and product launch. He's a best-selling author, CEO, fitness guru, and nutritionist. Michael leads by example and believes hard work, honesty, transparency are the keys to success in a highly competitive world of fitness. And as I said earlier, he has built so many different social media accounts for his different brand and his own personal brand with over 4 million followers. We're definitely going to get into that today and a whole lot more. So welcome to the show, Michael. Thanks, Tegan. I really, really appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Love the intro. Love the energy. I'm so excited to bring your community some value today, brother. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to get right into it. So start off with, why don't you just kind of share with the audience how you went from your mom's basement recording that first YouTube video to sort of gaining momentum to where you are now today. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if you've never followed me before, you don't know who I am, people say, oh gosh, you've looked like that forever, right? Um, and the reality is, is that prior to six years ago, I knew nothing about health and fitness. I mean, nothing. I was the guy that may train a couple times a week, but then was drinking on the weekends, Friday fish fry, pizza. Um, I lived in Wisconsin. All there was was corner bars and cheese curds. So I lived that lifestyle. And um, back six years ago is when I had my first personal transformation. And uh, we'll get into uh, purpose and some of the things that I really want to share because I think there's a lot of people that are looking for purpose that don't realize that purpose has to find you. You don't go out and find purpose. And so six years ago, I remember I was in my, um, my, my small square foot apartment. I was holding two bags of groceries and I was winded and out of breath after just two flights of stairs. And I said, gosh, something's got to change, Michael. Something has got to give. And it was in that moment that I made a decision to draw a line in the sand and I started getting information. Um, and there's a lot of misinformation out there, right? There's a lot of gurus out there. There's a, a lot of uh, different diets out there. So what training do you believe? And, and what, guru, uh, what guru do you trust today? Uh, because they're all the best and they all have a great message. Um, and so I stumbled across what was called paleo. And I'm not sure, Tegan, have you ever heard of paleo before? Yeah, I think so, kind of. I somewhat know what it is. So paleo, the paleo lifestyle is, is, you know, it struck me as pretty logical, right? I'm sifting through all these diets. My dad was on Jenny Craig and Weight Watchers and Atkins. And so I knew about the different diets. Um, I stumbled across this thing called paleo and it just seemed really logical to me. Whole foods from as close to nature as possible. If you can pick it, hunt it, gather it, it must be good for you. So yeah. you stick to those foods and that's what I did. Now I didn't, um, you know, go 100% all in, right? I was still eating as I used to be addicted to, to pod pockets and, and hub and bake cereals and pop tarts and cereal, right? Um, so I didn't go all in initially. It was, it was progress. Um, but I started and I had a really interesting transformation in 113 days. I lost 27 pounds of body fat. I went from 20, uh, 25% body fat down to eight. I saw my abs for the first time in my life, which was a goal of mine, right? Initially I'm going into this thing and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm like, I want abs. I want to look good. Then six months later, I found out I was going to be a dad. So then I was like, okay, I've got to be a great dad. I wanted abs. I got, I want to be a great dad. And this is how this whole thing started. 
I got compliments from, I remember getting a, a compliment from a girl uh, in a coffee shop. She said, wow, you look amazing. I remember that to this day. It was a coffee shop that I used to always go to that lit me up. And I don't know if that was the spark that said to, uh, that, that made me think to myself, well, gosh, if, if I can do this, I can teach other people how to do it. So yeah. going through a troubled time in my life, ex-addict, everything from cocaine and ecstasy to marijuana and pain pills, I mean, morphine and, and oxycodone, I mean, you name it, I did it. Um, I was an addict for a decade of my life. Um, and, and so I was going through that addiction. I was going through a divorce and I was also going through a bankruptcy from previous business that I grew to about $5 million. So I was down and out and all I had literally was this transformation. So I moved back into my mom's house at 31 years old. I'm like, knock, knock, mom. Like, Hey, I'm here. Not, not the most proud moment of my life, but I did it because that's all I could do. It's, it's the only place I had to go. So I go back living with my mom. I'm in her basement. And I have this transformation. Didn't know, like I didn't have any certifications at the time. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I don't remember exactly what transpired in my mind, but I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna post a YouTube video. So I posted one of my ab workouts. It's actually up right now. If you go back 2013, May, I posted my very first YouTube video and I left it up. I've left every single video up so that you can see my transgression and my progress as I've That's gone awesome. from you know six years ago to today. So all of your followers, go check it out. Like if you're looking for inspiration, if you're not sure that you're supposed to do this, if it's not coming out right, like if you're having trouble, go watch that. Morelli Fit, it's youtube.com forward slash Morelli Fit. Go back, watch that first video so you can see the progress and you can see what the message was versus what the message was now. So yeah. getting back to that, I post this video. I mean, literally it took me, I, I mean, I remember you go back. I was so nervous recording this video, even though, right? You could push delete. You don't have to post it. I remember I was just, I was so nervous. You'll see me walk, you know, going back and forth, left and right like this. It was a three minute workout. The video took nine minutes because it took me six minutes just to get through the intro. It was a mess, right? But I posted it. And then from there, I continued to post. I continued to stay consistent. And it was in that little bit of time where I'm like, gosh, you know, if I'm going to really do this, if I'm going to go all in, Tegan, then I've got to go get some certifications, right? If people are going to trust me, trust my information, then I've got to be credible. And the reality yeah. is, is that in hindsight, you really don't have to have certifications. If you look at all of the Instagram trainers and, and gurus, there's a lot of them that don't have any background in fitness that just really look good and have yeah. some knowledge as a result of their experiences and are, and are crushing it. That yeah. being said, I wanted to have the information. So I go and in a matter of six months, I get five certifications, everything from CPT, RKC, not that these mean anything, but they're, they're just a ton of really good certifications. So I dove in, I mean, head first, all in. And during this time, I'm sharing my experience. I'm sharing what I've learned. Um, I'm sharing the, tr the, 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 the struggles. I'm sharing the, the, the progress, all of it as I'm going through these certifications. And I just stayed consistent. Then all of a sudden, Instagram hit. It actually hit about a year before I jumped on. So six years ago, I think it, I think it happened seven years ago when it hit uh, for the first time. So a year into Instagram, I find out about this platform, right? It's growing. Everybody's talking about it. And so I start, I keep posting on YouTube, but then I start posting on Instagram. And in a matter of, of a few short months, we're growing. I mean, I think it was in a matter of a few short months, I had 70,000 followers and we just continue to grow and grow. I'm sharing my experience. Every single day, here's, here's a big tip for your audience. Yeah. Consistency is going to win this game. 
Yeah. Right. Every single day, like you record a podcast every single week, like you're posting every single, every single day, every single day for the last six years, I have posted content on multiple channels, whether I felt like it or not, because I'll tell you what, and you can probably, you could probably, you probably feel the same way. There are days when I don't feel like posting. There are days when yeah. I don't feel like recording. You too? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're like, man, gosh, I just don't feel like doing this again. Like I got nothing to share. And like, <laughs> you know, for me, I live in Scottsdale. Great place. But yeah. I eat the same things every day. I do a lot of the same stuff. I'm in a routine. It's like, I'm not traveling the world. I don't have a Ferrari. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't live that lifestyle. I've got kids. I'm a dad. So it's like, how can I reinvent my life? every single day to keep it interesting for my followers. And there's days where it's just like, Oh my gosh, I got to share my egg salad again. Okay. (laughs) I shared that yesterday. I don't know how interesting it's going to be today. Right. But you learn, you learn to share a different perspective of the same thing. So for some, you know, if I'm sharing the egg salad, for example, like I'm talking about the protein one day, I'm talking about the sprouts or I'm talking about the, the seasoning, right. And how that's beneficial to it, you know, to, to eliminating inflammation. Right. So, you know, you just have to take different angles and yeah. And, and really, you know, look for the opportunity to share, right? That's, yeah. that's, that's the thing, right? People just want to hear from you. They just want to know that, um, that you're there because here's the thing, showing that egg salad every single day is motivation for people. Like, oh my gosh, he's eating like that. Oh my gosh, I can do that. He's doing that again. Oh my gosh, I can do that. So you give people hope. Yeah. Getting back to where, where we're at. So we're six years into this thing now, right? Now I live it. I eat it. I breathe it. I've got two supplement lines. I wrote a best-selling book that was at Barnes and Noble and all of these places. Um, you know, we've got multiple pages. I've got a digital training program that sold over 200,000 copies uh, in the first 12, uh, in the first 18 months. Um, and that, it was actually that digital program called HitMax. You guys can, can look it up on Instagram at HitMax. It was that training program that, that, catapulted me into the space right so um i was a year into posting on instagram i built an email list for the first year i added maybe like 150 or 200,000 people to this email list just by giving it away for free i had i sold nothing i think a big mistake that a lot of young entrepreneurs are making is that they come right out of the gate and they want to sell stuff right they want to make money and i understand but you have to give value first and for yeah. a year, all I did was give value. I gave workouts. I gave more value, free stuff. People, I gave away stuff that people were charging for. Yeah. I gave it away for free. So we're a year in. I'm going to pause really, really quickly. You can edit this, right, right, Tegan? Yep. So what most people charge for, I just give away, right? I give workouts yeah. on my YouTube channel. I give diet advice. If you go to the link in my bio right now, you'll see there's an approved foods list. Right. It's a it's an approved foods list that I could charge for. I could charge you a hundred bucks for this. It's six years of information. It's all the foods, the healthiest foods, the best foods to keep you lean and, and full of energy. I just give the stuff away. Right. Yeah. And and so we're a year into this thing. I've got two hundred thousand people on my email list and I come out with a product called Hitmax. It's a thirty dollar digital program. It cost me I outsourced some of it. I put some of it together. They had to like package it and design it. And I think it was like maybe 2000 bucks all in with the website. Yeah. I launched this thing on Instagram and first day, 300 bucks, second day, 300 bucks, 300 bucks, 150 bucks, 200 bucks. And then all of a sudden hockey stick growth 
And in 18 months, I sold over 150,000 copies at 30 bucks. Wow. So you, so you do the math, lots of cash. I was rolling and it ebbed and flows because it wasn't always that good. Right. I, I, yeah. And I'll share, I'll share the, the challenges that, that we continue to face. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, it's just me and a couple of people. We sell 150,000 copies, 30 bucks, cash is coming in. This is what jumpstarts everything for me, right? I'm yeah. able to grow. I've got, you know, Morelli Fit and Hitmax and custom meal plans and Sip Grind and Morelli's World, which are all my pages, which we've amassed over 4 million followers. I've got big email lists now in, in, across all my brands. We've got huge SMS lists across all my brands, all because for a year I posted, I gave away, I built the trust in the community, the loyalty in the community. I launched a product. They bought in. I got people results because that's the other thing. You have got to be obsessed with getting your community results, giving them value. If you don't, you are going to be, you're going to be a flash in the pants. You're going to be yeah. in and out before you can even make a dollar. Yeah, sure. And you see it every day, right? You see it every day. Everybody's got something to sell but there's no value up front. It's like, yeah. I don't want to buy. I want to, I want to know, like, and trust you before I give you my money. Yeah. And, um, and so that's, what's missing. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, go ahead. Is it? Okay. No, I, was just, I just wanted to touch on some of those things you're saying. So there's, I kind of noticed there's like four key things you were doing to sort of really grow your brand. And I just kind of wanted to expand on this a little bit. So first of all, when you first started, you were like nervous and you were getting started and you were just kind of getting started in your journey, but you still shared anyways. So that's something people don't do is they try to, instead of, they try to portray something that they're not and they try to like act like they're bigger than they are. Whereas you were actually showing your journey of like moving through that sort of thing and being fully transparent. I think that's definitely key because then the people can actually relate to you. So you don't want to like, like fake it. You actually have to just take them on the journey. So that's the first thing. Second thing is it's definitely key to sort of catch trends. Cause I mean, like you said, you got on Instagram fairly early, so you're definitely growing really fast. So catching trends is definitely key. And I want to talk about that in a second, what you see as like some more trends coming in the future. Um, third thing is about, like you said, providing value first, because um, a lot of people are in it for the success. And there's a quote by Einstein, be a man of, um, don't be a man of success, but rather a man of value. So it's in it. You have to, yeah, exactly. You have to try to provide that value first. And if you're just in it for the end result and the success that's going to come for yourself, then you aren't going to get the money. If you're just in it for the money, you're not likely to get the money, but if you're in it to actually provide value to people, then the money's going to be a byproduct of that. And then the fourth thing is also how you were talking about results. If you focus on actually getting people results, then you're not, then eventually that's when you're going to get to the point to charge. Cause if they're getting results, that's what they're paying for you for the value. So that's definitely in the future when you're able to monetize that. And that's definitely key as well. So yeah. Great job, dude. Great, great job, Tegan, of pulling those four things out. The first thing yeah. is being, vulner being vulnerable, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to put on the facade and they want to rent cars and rent houses and, and the girls and like whatever they're doing, right? And I'm not saying yeah. everybody does this, but people want to see you in the trenches. They want to know your struggles. They want to know the pain that you're going through, the challenges that you're going through, because that's how they relate. 99% of the world can't relate to, you know, girls in bikinis and Ferraris and houses and boats, right? Yeah. They want to, they want to aspire to that. But if you don't, if, if that's all they see, they can't relate to that because they can't see it because they're not there. Yeah. Right. They're in the, the daily pain and grind of life. And so you have to take a step back and show that vulnerable side. 
you know, there's a lot of, in my space, right, as a, as a, as a, as a fitness guru, CEO, whatever, what are you going to call me? In my space, there's a lot of, of, of people in the fitness space that just show their, their photoshopped, uh, you know, prep, pre-prep or in prep photos. Like they're the absolute most chiseled they can be. And they take a bunch of pictures a couple times a year and that's all they post. Yeah. That is, that's not realistic. Yeah. And, and people, and people can't relate to that. Right. You know, so, you know, call out your pimples, call out your blemishes, call out the things, the struggles and the pain that you're going through, because I'm telling you what, if you look on Instagram and you look at engagement and you look at the, the movers and shakers, they're showing their true colors. They're, being real and vulnerable and their community is latching onto that. They're buying yeah. into that. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And I mean, in terms of that, why don't you kind of elaborate on that in terms of yourself? What have been sort of some of the setbacks that have been in your journey that have sort of set you up for long-term success? Yeah. So another great question. I mean, you know, we're in the midst of challenge right now. We've expanded too fast, right? I've got multiple products. I've got, you know, maybe 12 or 13 different products. There's a lot of cash that goes involved because what we do differently than anybody else in the market is I formulate everything myself, everything yeah. that we have in all of, uh, in all of our products, they're all organic. They're all non GMO. They're all locally sourced. And that's from top to bottom in everything that we do. So for me, I've got to come up with a lot of cash up front in order to do this. Whereas a lot of these other supplement companies and a lot of these other trainers are going to the manufacturer. They're seeing all of the different supplements that are available on the wall. The manufacturer opens up the door and says, we've got BCAAs and we've got protein, we've got creatine, we've got CLA. What do you want? You can buy a hundred of each. You just put your label on it and call it something different. That's what's going on in my space. Yeah. Now, if I could buy a hundred or 200 or 500 of, of the things that I manufacture, I'd be in a much different spot, but because they're unique formulas, formulas that I make myself, they're organic. They're not uh, products that these manufacturers even carry. It takes me a lot longer and it also takes me a lot more cash. I've got to buy sometimes five, 10,000 of one SKU just to be able to purchase it and give it to my community. So I've got to pay for that, whether I sell that much uh, in a month or two months or not, I still have to come up with the cash. So that's yeah. spread me really, really thin. That's a challenge in my business because I want to create the absolute best because I'm not willing to go to a manufacturer and say, oh yeah, I'll put my label on that. I'm just not, yeah. I'm not willing to, to, to sack, to make that sacrifice. I want to have the absolute best. I want to change the industry. I want to bring holistic health through supplementation mainstream um, because I believe that food and herbs and, and plants are medicine. And, and that's the message that I want to send. So, you know, if I go back two years ago, we're in a, we're in another uh, tough spot. I had to, I grew and I hired a bunch of people, which was a mistake in hindsight. I hired a bunch of people and we got into a place where we weren't growing fast enough. And I had to borrow, literally, I had to borrow $100,000 two years ago to make payroll, just to make payroll. After doing, you know, four or $5 million in digital product, I went through all that cash and I had to borrow $100,000 just to make payroll. I had to let 30 employees go in a matter of two weeks and it was wow. rough. And could you imagine, right, this is after, this was two years after bankruptcy. So I built a $5 million company, went bankrupt built this company up to, you know, five, six, seven million dollars. Then I have to borrow a hundred thousand dollars. Right. So it's like, fuck, like, you know, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, but nobody realizes the grit and the determination and the execution and the action that's required to actually be an entrepreneur. 
Yeah. Right? And so they, they fake it until they make it. And then when they get in and they realize it's like, oh my gosh, this, is, this isn't what I expected. They're like, oh, you know, and they go back to doing whatever they were doing. You know, so I'm in the midst of this and I'm like, well, gosh, I want to change the world. You know, what started as, as just wanting abs and being a good dad and a good role model to my family turned into wanting to reverse the declining health trends here in the U.S., wanting to really help people become better, realize their full potential, look and feel better faster. Um, yeah. And so, you know, here we are six, six years later and, you know, we've got, we're in the midst of challenges every single day. We're running and gunning um, and we've got some of the best, I think, probably the best supplements on the planet period yeah for sure and i think that's definitely key is that like because i mean although that's kind of hard doing like your own things and stuff for like all that but like in the long run that's definitely like we're talking about about not just going in and for like the short-term success but the long-term value because you're actually in it to provide value for people and then i think that's definitely what's led to your success or at least a part of it for sure um and then also what you're saying about how like not everyone can be an entrepreneur. This is something that I ask like a lot of the people on my podcast is when you were a young kid, did you ever do certain things or have certain characteristics that kind of pointed towards you having this kind of entrepreneurial DNA or like things like that? It's a really, really good question, Tegan. So my mom is an entrepreneur. She's done a bunch of different things in her life. She was doing, you know, some, she was a, um, a coordinator. She had a business where she was doing shows, modeling shows in the mall where she would orchestrate and do all the choreography. Then she's, she's now has a, a pizza restaurant, um, a high end organic pizza restaurant. My dad has been in and out of businesses for his entire life. My dad, uh, created Louisiana fried chicken, which sold out to Popeye's way, way, way back. Um, he's also had a, an import export business. So I grew up, uh, you know, when you say DNA, I grew up with two entrepreneurs um, as my mother and my father. Um, and I started selling baseball cards when I was like nine, 10 years old at a, <laughs> at the Daytona flea market. So I started, you know, selling baseball cards at a young age. And then I was helping my dad on the weekends uh, by 12 and 13. And by 14 and 15, I was actually a magician and I was selling magic tricks at the Daytona flea market, making $2,000 a week at, at wow. like 15 years old. And I was also I was so good that people started hiring me to do, uh, to do parties. So I was doing, I was 15 and I was doing birthday parties for kids like, you know, five, six, seven years old. And I was being paid at that time. I wanted to be David Copperfield. I thought I would be a magician, but to answer your question, I've always been, I've always been in sales. I've always been a showman. Um, I've always had those outgoing characteristics. And, yeah. and so that just, you know, led me to, um, you know, another business, which was not so good, which was, which was, which was the drug business. Yeah. Um, you know, I made, I made a business out of that and that was, you know, that was going on. And then I had a couple other, couple other jobs. I was a bus boy. I was a bartender at one point. I worked at the buckle selling clothes. Um, so all sorts of things that I did up, up and through, up until, you know, uh, I got into this business and, uh, and now we're here. And, uh, yeah. and so I, I believe that, I was born to be an entrepreneur for sure. I got, yeah. I, I left school with nine credits in a double major. So I have nine credits left, uh, double major, um, human resources marketing with a minor in econ. I have nine credits left and I'd have all of that. That had that nice fucking piece of paper. Um, yeah. but I, but I ended up leaving because I knew that I wasn't going to go work for somebody no matter what. And, yeah. uh, and so here we are, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I feel like, like a lot of people that I've asked that, and if you look at a lot of successful people, like, I mean, Gary Vee, I'm sure you know who that is. He was selling baseball cards too. And like, even I heard he was picking flowers at like, when he was like five, picking flowers out of people's yards and like selling it back to them. And like, you know, just doing things like that. I feel like lots of people 
have these things where at a young age they're like doing these things to make money or solve problems or to just get out there and like do that kind of stuff so I'm assuming you're with me when you sort of say that like not not everyone can necessarily be an entrepreneur like do you agree with that I do I do I, I think that what people think about entrepreneurship isn't the reality I think yeah. it's I think, you know, people see the cars and the girls and the money and they're like, oh, you know, I want that. But they don't realize what it actually takes to get that. Um, you know, when they get their first taste of it, they're like, oh, well, gosh, um, no, 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 no. I, I didn't sign up for this because yeah. it's, you know, people say it's, it's, you know, it's great. You know, I want to work for myself. Well, that's fine, but it doesn't ever shut down, right? You know, if you go work for somebody, you get there at eight or nine o'clock, you shut down at five, you come home. And you can hang with your family. I don't shut down. Right? I don't have that. Yeah. That uh, I don't have the ability to shut down. I probably could, but right now, for me, I'm in the thick of this thing, really driving this thing because I want to change the world. And so there is no off switch right now for me. And the yeah. thing about it is, is, is you know, and I have to be a dad, right? So I have to shut down and I have to be a dad um, because I have that obligation because um, I believe that my kids deserve that. Um, but that being said, right, I can't just shut down and not answer any emails or any text messages. Like I have to be available um, because yeah. I'm the one that's steering the ship. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't really understand that. They just want like the end result, but they aren't actually in it for like the actual game of entrepreneurship. And I mean, um, in terms of that also being an entrepreneur, like you said, you're steering the ship. So to be able to get to the destination that you want to go to, you have to have a destination to go to because a lot of people are going through life where they're just kind of drifting through life. You know, they aren't actually going in any way and then they're not going to get anywhere if they do that. So you definitely have to have a clear direction of where you want to go as an entrepreneur. And earlier you were talking about like having that clear purpose. So why don't you talk a bit about that and how you develop the right mindset and the clear like goals and sort of why behind what you're doing to be able to motivate you to go like straight to a clear destination kind of thing. Yeah. I think what you just described was someone who has a hustle and someone who's an entrepreneur. Right. Yeah. You can have you can have an agency and you could be doing social media for people and you could be selling something on the side and selling shoes. And like that's a hustle. Yeah. You know, being an entrepreneur is having a business that generates revenue and being an entrepreneur and, and steering a ship. You know, we've got, I don't know, 15 with outsourcers, 20 employees now, you know, that that that's a little bit different. Right. And, and so for me, when it gets tough. If you don't have a purpose, if you don't, if you're not latched on, then you're going to give up. Like yeah. if your why, if your why, you know, my why is my kids and my family. My why is, is leaving a legacy. My why is wanting to disrupt the, the health and wellness space. Like Elon Musk has disrupted the, the automobile and the energy space. Like, like yeah. Steve Jobs and, 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 um, um, what is it? Larry, the guy from, from Google. Is it Larry? Um, yeah, Larry Page, uh, I think. Yeah. Larry Page, like they've disrupted like technology and and the yeah. and, and you know and Zuckerberg, right, has disrupted uh, disrupted so many things with social media. Like for me, I want to come in and do that in the health space because if I don't, who's going to? Right, I look at yeah. it as a, as an as an obligation to to help people get out of their rut. And here's what here's what it's done for me, and here's what I know how. And here's why it's so powerful, right? So fitness is the vehicle. If you follow me, you think I'm a coach. Um, or a, uh, or a trainer, yeah. but I'm more than that, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a coach. Um, I'm a trainer. I'm a CEO. I'm a dad. I mean, you heard it in, 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 you know, how you, um, so nicely, um, uh, yeah, what'd you say? Uh, introduced me. And, and so it's more than that. Um, but the reality is, is that I'm tied to the purpose. I'm tied to the meaning that this purpose 
gives me. I'm tied to the fulfillment that I get every single day by seeing lives transformed. And here's what I know, right? What started as simply wanting to get abs and wanting to be a role model has turned into a purpose, right? So I think one of the, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about to your community is because, you know, we're all looking for purpose and meaning. I think we're all looking for that in life. We all want to matter at some level to our families, to our friends, to our community, right? And so we're all in search of this thing that we call purpose. And the gurus will tell you, you know, you, this is the way that you find purpose and, and everybody has their version. Yeah. The way that I, the way that I say, you want to find your purpose, go have experiences. Yeah. Right? Go, out and have a, go, out, go out and have experience. I just posted a video on my, on my Instagram that got some really good traction. You want to find purpose, then you need to go have experiences. Your purpose is not waiting for you binge watching Netflix. It's not waiting for you at home. Your purpose is out doing masterminds. Your purpose is, Tegan, and I'll see you uh, coming up in October yeah, um, sure. when you come to the, the Build Your Empire event. Yeah. Your purpose is going out and, and building relationships and finding people to connect with and reading new books and getting new information. And yeah. If, if I wouldn't have had that transformation, if I wouldn't have said, you know, I want a six pack, if I wouldn't have gone all in on that, what would I be doing now? What would my purpose be? I don't know. Yeah. You know, sure. so all of that, all, all of that has led to led me to this great big purpose of changing the, the world through health, through holistic health. Yeah, definitely. And I actually had someone else on the podcast the other day and what they were saying is something that definitely relates to this is that, so there's that quote that you can't connect the, you like can't connect the dots looking forward or something like that. You have to connect the dots looking backwards in your life kind of thing and like see how it all connects kind of thing, but you can't exactly look where it's going to go in the future kind of thing. But what they were saying is the way to really do that is just to collect as many dots as you can and then hope it connects kind of thing. Cause like, I mean, really what all you can do is just get as many experiences as you can and get out there and eventually you're going to find something that works and it's going to move in the right direction. Like, I mean, you were just taking action and you didn't know where it was going to lead you at first with that first YouTube video and everything, but then, eventually since you're just taking that action eventually that leads to where you are now today so you really just have to take action and get that get out there for sure yes absolutely execution action building relationships all the things that a lot of you you young you young entrepreneurs are doing every single day that's how you're going to find it you're going to continue to do that and something is going to light you up and you're going to say that's what i'm supposed to do Uh uh-huh all right now i know why i had to go through all of this it was to get to this thing yeah for sure and also in terms of that as well like having a clear motive of where you want to go i was just thinking of a chapter that i wrote in my book and i actually called it motivation is temporary but motive is lasting so you can't rely on just like this short-term motivation and like try to get these short like bursts of energy but what you have to do is actually have that long-term motive and that long-term goal of where you want to go and then that's what's going to ultimately drive you if you have that clear end goal then that's going to allow you to do the day-to-day things to eventually get to that goal if you allow that to sort of drive you for sure I couldn't agree with that more, man. Yeah, you're smart. <laughs> um, yeah, so also in terms of this, you definitely do have to have the right mindset, as we've talked about a little bit. But um, in terms of developing the right mindset, it's not really something that you just kind of have at one point and then you don't have to, and then you just don't do anything and you still have it. So you definitely have to be constantly sort of working on your mindset and improving that. So what do you sort of do every day or every week or whatever? Or maybe you have like a certain morning routine or whatever that sort of sets you up for success in developing the right mindset. Yeah, I'm glad. I want to go down. I want to go down this 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 rabbit hole a little bit because people don't realize that their mind is just like just like anything else, right? You have to do the work because here's here's the reality. The reality is that we all have 
a conditioned past, right? We're all looking through, like I'm on this podcast with you and I'm looking through a lens and that lens has been conditioned over time as a result of who I've talked to, the experiences that I've had, my friends, my family, what they've said to me, uh, the relationships that I've had at school with my coaches, all of that plays a role in my conditioned lens. And what we have to understand is, is that oftentimes we're in the present moment. It's not really the present moment that becomes a problem. It's something, it's, it's, a, it's a present moment. It's a trigger in the present moment that, that triggers something in the past that allows us to react a certain way. And that's what creates the challenge in our life. And so it's really important to start to understand and look at what's going on in your life where the triggers are showing up, you'll start to see patterns, right? I start to start to look at patterns. Like, so for me, and I'll give you an example. Um, I have a fear of abandonment, a trigger for around a fear of abandonment. And so if I don't get a call back in a certain amount of time, or um, my, my fiance doesn't come home when she tells me she's going to come home, I have a, that, a fear of abandonment that, that that triggers something. And it's this emotional trigger that, that for a while I couldn't get control of because I wasn't aware of it. So yeah. being aware of the patterns and the triggers in your life will start to, will allow you to start to take a deeper look at those things. And here's the thing, right? We have these thoughts um, about whatever the thing is, and we want to immediately judge them. We want to immediately criticize them. Am I good enough? The self-doubt. Why not instead just feel those emotions, right? It's like one of the things that I learned, um, and I'll talk about Eckhart Tolle a lot, and I'll talk about sort of my routine is, is he says, watch the thought, right? Watch the thought, um, feel the emotion, observe the reaction. Watch the thought, feel the emotion, observe the reaction. Don't be the reaction, right? It's normally, it's like, oh my gosh, yeah. you know, I, I'm not watching the thought, I am the thought. We think that we're the thought. Yeah. And it's like the emotions, they, they, they run rampant on us. And then we react without taking a step back and saying, well, what's going on here? Why am I yeah. going to react this way? Yeah. Taking a step back, allowing yourself to observe the reaction going on inside will allow you to dissolve, to dissolve these feelings and these triggers much faster. And that has really helped me a lot. So one yeah. of the things that I do, getting back to your roundabout question, one of the things that I do and, and really important, I think, uh, for the people that are listening, something that's really changed the way that I approach my day is I protect with, with a vigilance. I protect the first hour and the last hour of every day. Yeah. Right? First, first hour, you can put yourself in reactive mode, right? You can get up and you can check your social media accounts and you can get back to people and you can check your email and your text messages. All of a sudden, you're working for everybody else, right? You're on yeah. everybody else's, you're on everybody else's clock instead of your own. Right. Yeah. And then what happens is, is that right. Every single for the rest of the day, all you're doing is, is fighting, right? You're fighting it. It's like text message, email, text message, email, react, react, react. Yeah. And you never get a chance to get into a rhythm for your day. So protect the first hour, make sure your phone is off, read a book, do some creative writing, I oftentimes listen to Eckhart Tolle, um, A New Earth and The Power of Now are two books that have transformed my life. Yeah. I listen to them over and over and over again. You know, for that first hour, I'm doing something like that. I'm making my, my coffee, my pour over coffee, um, and I'm listening to an audio book. I'm doing some creative writing. I'm protecting that first hour. Then I get into my day, and then I'm also doing the same thing at night. I'm protecting that last hour. Right? Yeah. We're getting ready to go to bed. It's time to wind down. It's time to put things in our brain because what happens when you go to bed, right? Your subconscious takes over. You're dreaming. 
right? So how important is what you're putting in your subconscious is what, how important is what you're putting into your brain at night before you go to bed, right? Yeah, that's the stuff just before bed. That's the stuff that you're going to rest with. Right. Yeah. So oftentimes, again, I'm falling asleep to the power of now or Eckhart Tolle or something, right, that I want to manifest in my life so that I can get up. And I'll tell you what, if you do this, these two hours, it's going to transform your life. I mean, it's going to make make life much easier. You're not going to fight with life as much. You're not going to be as reactive and uh, it's going to change you. Yeah, for sure. And I remember, I mean, I can't remember who said it, but it was, I think it was in the book, Thing Grow Rich, someone had said, I think it was actually Thomas Edison. It might've been, um, he just said to never go to sleep without a request to your subconscious. So it's like what you're saying. Yeah. You definitely have to always be kind of figuring out. And then also like another quote is that when you go to sleep, your mind or your subconscious goes to work. Cause then that's when you're sort of subconsciously or loosely connecting the dots between all the things you saw. And if you're it, again, also on focusing on like your emotions, like you were talking about earlier, if you're sort of focusing only on the negativity, and that's what, what your brain is going to be focusing on. And you're going to bring in more negativity, basically, because that's what your brain is focusing on. But if instead of focusing on what you don't have, you focus on what you do have and what you could have, then that's going to be put, putting you in a positive mindset that's going to shape like your future kind of thing for sure. 100%. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Sounds like, yeah. you're, reading some, sounds like you're reading some good books. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's definitely key. And I mean, now that we've definitely covered some super important sort of mindset tips for the audience, uh, why don't we kind of get more into some of the sort of tactical things? So I think one of the things that I'd like to start off with maybe um, in regards to kind of marketing and building brands is what do you see as being sort of the next like sort of opportunity to really be able to build a brand? Like, do you see Instagram as still obviously being a big force? And then what do you, what are your thoughts on Instagram and email lists? Because I know those are two big things for you, but do you see email lists still being in the future as well? Or what do you see happening in the future kind of thing? Yeah. So those are great questions. I think Instagram is definitely around to stay. Yeah. I think it's important. I think the, the thing that people are missing on Instagram, um, especially an entrepreneur like, like yourself, excuse me, is you're on that platform, right? And you're doing everything on that platform, but you're not peeling off your community, right? You're not sending your community to a list. And so what yeah. you're doing, is you're relying on algorithms for everybody to see you, right? You are essentially putting your business into Instagram hands. And I'll tell you what, Instagram wants to make money. And so you see your reach, my reach, reach, the reach is continuing to go in the opposite direction. You're not going to get the reach back. Yeah. You're not going to, pretty soon it's going to be pay to play just like it is on Facebook. You're going to yeah. have to pay to play. So yeah. for me, the biggest tip that I can give the people that are watching on the business and branding side is get your community offline on an SMS list or an email list so you have a direct pipeline to them when the algorithm shifts. Because yeah. no matter what happens, right, I've got a huge private Facebook group, I've got a huge SMS list, and I've got a huge email list. So no matter what happens with the algorithm, I have a direct pipeline and I can email and message a huge amount of people every single day to stay in touch with them. So yeah. big, big time tip. Get your a community off of the one platform. Get them onto an email list so you can continue to market them. Second yes. thing, right? I think the days of big brands, starting big brands, faceless brands are gone. I think it's really tough uh, to start a brand in today's world without a face, without someone that you can know, like, and trust. Give you an example, right? One of my favorite brands and one of my favorite entrepreneurs uh, is Jessica Alba, right? Jessica Alba with The Honest Company, right? She's a face. 
she drove that to it's a, it's a billion dollar plus valuation if you look at the brands today they're all flourishing because they have a face right it's yeah. very very hard to come into a marketplace and compete because think about it right you, you know you don't have coca-cola dollars you don't have ups dollars you don't have fedex dollars right these are companies these are faceless brands but i think that that time because we're so social now because we're so engaged um, and because we want to know the person behind the brand, I think those days are gone. So yeah. I think personal brand for sure makes sense. Um, I think taking your taking and building a list offline is huge. Um, and I think that you have to come in and solve a problem better, yeah. faster, stronger than somebody else. Right. I mean, there's no shortage of supplement companies, right? When I got in six years ago, there was no shortage of fat loss gurus. So why did I win? Why did I win in a sea of people specializing in fat loss. I won because I came in and I had a real story because yeah. I went through a real challenge and because I wasn't afraid to share it. I wasn't afraid to be vulnerable. That's why I won. And I win today yeah. because I believe in everything that I do. I mean, I'll give you an example. I just, just, I just discontinued my grass fed whey isolate. Uh, it's a half a million dollars a year on auto ship. I discontinued my grass fed whey because I don't believe in dairy. Because if you look at dairy, and this is, you know, well, I don't want to go off too far on a tangent on the health side because I know that you've got a lot of young entrepreneurs, but dairy is very problematic. Dairy is mass produced. Cows are injected with antibiotics and hormones. They're fed soy and corn and their own, even they eat their own feces. And then you're drinking milk and eating their cheese. What do you think that you're drinking and eating? Yeah. <laughs> you're drinking and eating the antibiotics and, and the hormones and all the shit that they were injected with. That's coming through in their byproduct. Yeah. You know, we're, we're the only mammal on earth that drinks milk from another mammal. Like, <laughs> you know, the only yeah. thing that should be drinking milk are baby cows. Milk is for baby cows. Right? <laughs> you don't see, you don't see, you know, cows roaming in and, and coming and, and drinking, uh, drinking our mom's milk, right? It doesn't <laughs> work that way, right? Yeah. So, so I discontinued my way, even though it was only five ingredients and there's no artificial flavors and it was flash pasteurized and out of the, out of New Zealand where the best cows, you know, are, are free range and they eat only grass, even though it was the best, I knew it was still problematic, right? Gassy, bloated. You, you, if you've ever gone off of dairy, you know, if you drink it, you get that brick sitting in your stomach or you get the farts from your, from your protein shakes. That's because dairy is problematic. And I drew a line in the sand because I started to understand and realize this in all of my community, right? People are saying, you know, how can I lose more body fat? I'm like, get rid of the dairy. If anybody yeah. is on here, anybody that's listening right now that wants to get in shape, that wants to drop some body fat quickly, give up dairy, stop eating cheese, stop drinking milk, and you will lose five to seven or eight pounds in just the first week. Yeah, wow. That's it. And, and so what I kept, kept telling people, get off dairy, get off dairy, get off dairy. I'm not, we don't consume any dairy at my house. We drink almond milk, cashew milk, flax milk. Um, if we eat cheese every once in a while, it's like pasture-raised, grass-fed, uh, grass-fed cheese. Um, my kids don't eat it. We don't eat it. And they got to a point where it's like, Hey, I can't recommend it anymore. How can I, how can I sell something? And people do it all the time. I don't know how they do it, but how can I sell something that I don't take myself? Yeah. How can I tell you, look you in the eyes and say, Hey, take this product. It's going to make you better. If I'm not taking it and it's not making me better. And I know that there's health ramifications to it. Yeah, exactly. For sure. I can't, I can't do it. So half a million dollars out the window. And now right? We just launched a vegan superfood protein. It's all organic from top to bottom. It took me, I was working on this in January. Um, wow. Finally, 
finally it dropped and we're almost sold out. We've, we've gone through a couple thousand containers in, in a matter of a, a matter of a week wow. because there's a story behind it, right? Yeah. Because I've spent time formulating it because it's organic from top to bottom. There's other proteins out there. Why are people all of a sudden latching onto mine? Because there's a story because I'm transparent yeah. because I'm vulnerable because I am sharing as I'm learning and we're growing together. That's the key. Yeah, definitely. Again, that's bringing it back to the like value over success again. And like, yeah, being vulnerable, building that personal brand to the thing for sure. All that is definitely super true. And I also liked what you're saying about like getting your people off of just your Instagram and onto your own site or your own email list. Cause I mean, it's like at the end of the day, Instagram and Facebook are like Mark Zuckerberg's website. And it's like, you're literally just posting to his website and then he's like making money from it. But in the end, the best way to really keep your audience, your audience is just like, yes, find ways to like different ways to transfer them to your own website and your own emails and stuff like that for sure. So like, yeah, Mark is, Mark is mad one day. He says, put some middle finger up. Then what? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause I mean, yeah, he controls it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So what are your tips in regards to, that, to people that may not know what like lead magnets are and that kind of stuff? Why don't you give some tips on how they can like grow their email list and that kind of stuff? Yeah. So big thing is, is have something very valuable, right? If you look at, if you go to the link, that's almost always in my bio, it's my approved foods list. It's like, I don't know, 30 or 40 pages. It goes through, it's a list of only the best foods, right? So it's only the foods that I eat. There's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a meal plan. It's a meal guide that you don't count calories. You don't count macros. You actually use your hands to measure um, it's all laid out. It talks about dairy. It talks about the foods that you stay away from. So it's a lot of value. It's some, it has to be something that you can charge for, right? Yeah. People and, and think about something, right? If you give somebody something that they look at and they're like, Oh my gosh, like I would have paid a hundred bucks for this. What do you think happens a week, two weeks, a month, six months from now when you want to sell something? Yeah. You built the trust. You built the trust because you've given them something so valuable and so insightful that they feel really, really good about taking that action, about coming onto your email list. It's like, man, gosh, he's gonna give me this for free. What else has he got? Yeah. So oftentimes we, you know, we as entrepreneurs, and I know this because I used to, you know, I consult for a couple of couple of entrepreneurs, they wanna hold on, right? It's like, no, no, I gotta sell that. I gotta sell that. Yeah. Like, listen. You have to give real value. Otherwise, people aren't going to give you, give you the email. And what, I, what we do is we get an email and a phone number, right? Because I want to hit them in both places. And I'll tell you, click through on SMS is like unbelievable. Like if you yeah. look through, if you look at deliverability, uh, um, open rates and click through, SMS is number one top above anything because every time you get a text message, what do you do? doesn't yeah, matter exactly. if you recognize it or not, you fucking open it. Yeah. You fucking open it. And, and so there's a lot of value in getting the, the SMS. I mean, they're there, they're signing up and it's like, Oh, okay. I'm going to just my email. Oh shit. I'll give them, you know, there's a lot of value in what, it, what you're giving them. They're going to give you your phone number. Yeah. You know, so our, ours is mfit.com for the people that are on here that want to see our lead magnet. Um, and again, these change, right? Because if you have an audience that you're not, um, that you're not, that's not growing rapidly. And, you know, cause Instagram is tough. It's tough to grow right now. Right. Yeah. There's every, everybody's got a Ferrari. Everybody's got, you know, two blonde girls and one brunette. Um, yeah. everybody's, everybody's renting houses and boats and, and doing that thing. It's like, everybody's starting to blend in. 
right? So yeah. it's very, very hard to grow. And so you have to continue to recycle your lead magnets, right? And, and here's what you do. You ask your community, right? Ask your community before you create the, before you create the, the lead magnet, ask your community what they want to learn. Yeah. Then put it into a lead magnet. You already know that they want it because they told you they wanted it. They told you that they want the information. Now you just find a way to package and market it, put a fancy title up there that catches attention. And now you have a lead magnet, right? And if you yeah. go to mfit.com forward slash Michaels with an S foods with an S you'll see my lead magnet. You'll see our page. You'll see there's a video there. I'm in the grocery store with my daughter. Like you'll see what we've done. And I'll tell you what, of all the lead magnets I've created, because we've created a number of them, we've got a number of different uh, lead magnets. That one is by far the best. Yeah. So yeah, definitely go check it out for sure. Cause I mean, even if you don't, aren't interested in like the foods and everything, which I would still recommend, I actually got that list. I, I'm on your email list now, but, um, but yeah, like even if you want to just like kind of dissect what like you did to the listeners, like it's definitely a powerful way to just kind of look at what other people are doing like you and just kind of dissect that to like figure out how they can do their own for sure. And I mean, um, yeah, like building the email list are definitely like a really powerful way. And also like you were saying, like, um, with like SMS and like chatbots and like that kind of stuff. Cause I mean, uh, email open rates. I remember like Gary Vaynerchuk talking about that when he first started like wine library TV and stuff, sending out email back then everyone would open it. And like, it was like super powerful back then, but now everyone like gets so many different emails. It's not really powerful anymore. And I mean, like there's that saying that marketers ruin everything because they're going to get used to everything. And then people know like that, you know, there's like that free plus shipping thing, like everyone's doing, but now it's gotten to the point where everyone's like, okay, free, but it's not actually free. And they know it's like, you know, there's just things like that where like they still kind of work, but like people just get used to it. So you have to kind of learn to adapt and always be looking ahead at the new trends for sure. Dude, you're so, you're so spot on. Marketers do ruin everything. I will say the one thing I want to, I want to, I want to just quickly mention is you said that email is not powerful anymore. I will, I will say that, that it is really powerful. Yeah. It's not powerful. If you, you know, if you're spamming your people, it's not powerful. Right. Yeah. But again, this is where value comes in. If they know, right. Cause we email three times a week, three times, three to four times a week. We email one is a motivational email from me every single day. Wednesday is a recipe. Friday is a workout. Right. Yeah. And over time we sprinkle in some sales, but the value of those emails is so great that our open rates and our responses are through the roof. They're still through the roof yeah. because they're expecting value. If you're hitting yeah. them with spam and you're hitting them with, with affiliate offers, a lot of people, right, they build an email list and all they use, all they use it for is affiliate offers. They go to ClickBank and they find the, the highest converting affiliate offer this week and they send that next week. It's a new offer. Number yeah. one, you lose trust. Number two, your open rates plummet. And pretty, pretty soon you can, you can kiss your butt goodbye. Like you can just, yeah. it's done, right? Pretty soon no one's opening your emails. We've got, uh, we're religiously over 20, 25% open rates. Uh, click through is, is, you know, uh, probably like four or 5%. Um, we're, you know, we consistently are there again, right? It's about value in the marketplace. Yeah. That's. Yeah, for sure. Again, bringing it back to value, like that's definitely so key. Like a lot of people don't understand that, but it's like, one of the most powerful things is because like you said, a lot of people are in it just for like that short transaction. But if you actually build trust and build that personal brand and like they learn to know and trust who you are, then you're able yep. to constantly be sending them. And then it's still going to work because you're, they know you're different. You're not like just the average marketer that's just trying to make money off of them. You're actually building a real connection for sure. Yeah. Show them you fucking care, you know, like yeah. show them that you care, show them you're invested. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you've definitely provided a lot of value today on, regards to building a personal brand, building those email lists and 
building an audience and building the right mindset and all that stuff. And just to sort of wrap up here, why don't you kind of share, this is usually the way I usually end off with this. If you could share one message with everyone on earth, what would you say? All right. That's a good question. So I'm going to, I'm going to use a quote. That's one of my favorite quotes. All right. Okay. Knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge with right effort and intent is power. Yeah, for sure. That's, what I'm really with. That's definitely a powerful quote for sure. Cause I mean, yeah, like we shared a lot of knowledge today on this podcast that I think people can definitely apply, but they just listen to this and be like, Oh, lead makers. That's cool. Oh, providing value. That's cool. Then you're not going to get any results. But if you actually take that and apply it and apply it today, then that's, what's going to actually get the results for sure. And the other thing that I, the other thing that I tell everybody, right, you're not successful. Okay. That's because you haven't failed. You haven't learned, you haven't adapted and you haven't grown enough. Yeah. Fail, learn, grow, adapt, fail, learn, grow, adapt over and over and over again. If you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to change the world, if you want to be successful, if you want to have a boat, you want to have the girls, you want to have a house, learn, fail, grow, adapt. Yeah. Over and for over sure. and over again, every single day, as much as you can. Yeah, for sure. It's all about just getting out there, getting those experiences, just trying and failing and learning. And then, like you said, adapting and growing and then just getting that momentum of just constantly trying and putting yourself out there. And eventually you're going to get to the end result for sure. hundred percent. It's available to us all. It really is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Young kids. Sure. I mean, 15, 16, 17 year olds, millionaires, right. Every single day, yeah. you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. We live in a different time. Um, and, and the world is yours as long as you're willing to put your past aside, shed the, shed the lens, shed the frame that you're looking through, start to appreciate life every single day as a gift because we don't know right tomorrow's not guaranteed yeah and you can either die pushing forward or you can die holding back the choice is yours you can get to the end and have a bunch of regrets or you can get to the end knowing that you pushed your fucking ass off that you pushed hard that yeah. you learned and that you grew and that you adapted you can do that and at the end you can say gosh i've got a really good i i did i helped a lot of people there's a lot of people at my funeral there's a lot of people at my bedside when it's all said and done that's what you want for sure. Yeah. That's definitely a great place to end off here. So just to sort of wrap up here, why don't you share where the audience can find you if they want to maybe follow you on Instagram, reach out, whatever it may be. Yeah. So my personal page, we've got a number of pages. Um, I can connect you to all those pages on my personal page. It's at Morelli's world. So it's M O R E L L I S world. That's my Instagram. Leave me a message. I check my comments. I check my DMS. Um, I'm all about building relationships and connections. If there's anything I can do, you know, health is, is primary, right? A lot of us entrepreneurs, we want to run and gun. We forget to take care of our health until it deteriorates. And then we've got to take steps back to focus on our health, which takes away from our business. If we, at the same time, we're focused on our business as an entrepreneur, we focus on our health. We get the yeah. best of both worlds. We're more confident in the clothes we wear. We're more confident in the way that we talk. We look good. We feel good. We have more confidence. We attack we execute and we can build empires. So if there's anything sure. that I can do for you, for your community, reach out to me in the DMS, in the comments. I would love, love, love to hear from you guys. Awesome. Sounds great. Thanks again for getting on this episode of the podcast and to the listeners. I'll see you again on the next episode.